Hey, if you're listening to this episode, we just launched the official Nonsense Podcast Instagram. It is at NonsensePod. That is at NonsensePod on Instagram. You follow us. We're going to be posting some content from recent interviews, some funny sound bites, and maybe a few other videos. Enjoy. Welcome back. This is episode 20 of the Nonsense Podcast. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying 20 episodes. It seems like it was just yesterday that we started this. Um, it was just basically, I think, out of boredom on a Tuesday. We wanted to see if we could really maybe grow this and connect with um, some of our friends and uh, in the in the music community. And I'd say we've definitely accomplished that goal and gained some fans along the way, which is pretty incredible. I appreciate everybody listening it's really cool uh, just, you know, looking week over week and seeing the numbers grow. It's been um, interesting, to say the least, that you guys, you know, take the time out of your week to uh, sit down with us and join in on the conversation. Um, so this week's episode is a man by the name of Aaron. Pretty great name, if I, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Uh, he is from a band called All the Time Everywhere. These guys are very hardworking dudes. They play out of Alberta, Canada, and uh, most of them are originally from um, Ontario, Canada. And they've been a band for a few years now and um, really took the next step. And Aaron has a little bit of a story to tell about that, but they really took their, the next step towards that um, late last year sometime. And, um, you know, they decided that they want to move forward with this as like a very major part of their life. So, um, they just released a new single called Partition Party's Over. You can listen to it at the end of the episode. And then if you like the song, go stream it everywhere else. Give the guys some love. They have a uh, lyric music video out for that now as well. You can find that on YouTube. Just type in all the time everywhere. Partition. Easy to find. Um, go follow these guys on Instagram. Go follow them on Facebook. Um, Aaron's a great guy. He had some pretty funny stories just about... Uh, growing up and what the music scene was like, you know, in his hometown, um, and then where it's, you know, where everything is now with his uh, with his career in music and um, life outside of that. So, if you enjoy the episode, go listen to the other ones. Um, and in the meantime, hashtag Where's Lunchbox? Let's get that going. Uh, that'll make sense once you listen to the rest of the episode. All right, have a good one. Aaron, really glad to have you on. How's everything going? Uh, it's good, man. Great to be on. Thanks for uh, thanks for talking to me. Absolutely, and you know I'm really appreciative that uh, you know Chris, your uh, bassist, reached out. Um, he's a really cool guy. Helped set this up. Unfortunately, couldn't join tonight, but um, it seems we've got a really cool guest. We were chatting before all this, and of course, uh, as always, I'm joined by Adam Rebelard, who um, yep, yep. I'm sure you guys will have a lot to talk about. He's a lead singer of our band, Aaron. So um, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, man, for sure. This is going to be sweet. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about, I was curious because I have, you know, I've never gotten a chance to 
see a show in Canada. I've never been there. Uh, you know, in particular, I've never been to Alberta as well. What's kind of like the scene up there? Well, right now it's not too good because yeah. <laughs> we can't do much. Um, it's pretty good. Like, um, honestly, boys, I haven't played a show in Alberta in about 12 years, I don't think. Um, I just moved here in September uh, and started uh, and with my buddy Chris, who you've been talking to already. And uh, we just started. Uh, we haven't actually played a show in Alberta yet. Oh, so really? I yeah, I've been to a few shows here, and it's been they've been pretty good. Like, you know, pretty tame as far as <laughs> like shows I've been to. But I went and saw a Pup in uh, Calgary. Love those guys. Yeah, they're, band. They're, yeah, they're great, sweet. So, and that was a really good show. Um, that's probably the oh, I went and saw No Fun at All and Wolfric, another. Uh, band from canada in calgary also and that, that was a sweet show too so yeah it's good up here man so where are you from originally i'm from kingston ontario nice yeah all right chris was telling me he was from ontario as well you are is that the same town you guys are from well we're actually i say kingston but it's actually napanee is where we kind of went to high school and met each other um i I'm I'm actually not from Napanee either. I'm from a place called Forest Mills, Ontario, which you will not find on a map unless you're <laughs> typing it in to Google Maps. It's it's not even a town. It's like you know, there's like 15 houses, and you know, there's a dog or whatever kicking around. <laughs> it's a neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much a neighborhood in the middle of the woods. Basically, it's super weird, but it's really nice there. So. I was actually uh, I was talking to Chris because one of my favorite bands, actually my favorite band, is from Ontario, and it, it's quite some. It's a distance away from you guys. That'd be like us saying that you know our favorite bands in like New York City, um, yeah. but or you know or comparing town to town, like um, they're out of Hamilton, uh, the Dirty Nil. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys. I know they won a Juno a few years ago. Yeah, I've uh, I saw the Dirty Nil last year at seventy seven in um, in Montreal seventy seven festival I think it's called, and I actually know their I don't know if he's their tour manager or not or whatever, but his name's Jordan, and he yeah uh, he tours around with those guys. I've never oh. met them personally, but yeah, they're they're hell of rock and rollers. I have to say that um, yeah, they were quite but, yeah. Good. Yeah, Hamilton's got a great scene up there. I've also seen like um, single mothers. I saw them on tour with the Nil. Okay. And, yeah, they're another great band out of that area. But yeah, um, I think they also have just you know like all the bands on uh, the record label Dine Alone Records. Yeah. Just yeah, popping scene there. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good for sure. I haven't seen single mothers before, but I've heard they're quite good. They put on a hell of a show. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, so tell me about then what was the scene like growing up where you grew up? Oh, that's, that's an awesome question. I could talk about that for a long time. Um, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, let's go. We got time. Yeah, sweet. Okay. Well, when I was, when I was younger, we, I think, oh, you're in grade nine, I think. 
nine or ten, I started a band called Swift Yellow in uh, at Napanee. And Napanee had the high school. We had like four or five bands that were like actively playing shows almost every weekend, which was kind of unheard of for any town that I'd, I'd ever heard of anyway. Even in Kingston, like a near a near city, like we had more bands playing more active bands in our town, which was about 5,000 people than, than Kingston did. And it was like 250,000 or something like that. And, uh, yeah, we had a, an awesome music program at our high school. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what we did. There was nothing else to do. We could either skateboard, drink, smoke weed (laughs) or play music. So we chose to do all of those things (laughs) and like, and yeah, it was super fun. There was like, it was a big scene. Like we would have, there's this little hamlet called Newburgh and like, there was a, a bunch of tiny little towns around, but we would rent out the like community halls in those towns. And basically like, you know, half the high school would go, well, maybe not half the high school, but quite a few people like, you know, we'd all go there, party, drink, whatever, you know, Avril Lavigne came to a few of our shows out there. Wow. Back in the day, because she went to our high school, um, <laughs> we, we there was band wars. Like we had this, like my old band had like a, like a feud with uh, this other band called the Jollies, and like we used to fight and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Like it was wild. It's like the man. Canadian taking back Sunday and brand new. Yeah, basically. Yeah, we used to fight all the time. Like I, I honestly miss it <laughs> <laughs> because it's I was a- like I was more alive then than ever <laughs> you know what's funny is you're naming a lot of these towns and where adam and i grew up is the same exact town names no I grew up, yeah i grew up next to a kingston um yeah newburgh's like an hour away yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah there's another place called camden east we used to deck around in tamworth all the time we didn't play shows there but we would go and you know drink and all that kind of stuff and you know have parties and oh it was a wild time back then man i miss it honestly was it mostly like a diy scene or did you guys have any venues that you frequented um well the first venue we (laughs) we ever frequented really um was a venue called the 477 and it was um it was in the basement and it was damp and it sounded awful. It had like <laughs> concrete walls everywhere. Um, it was the basement of a gay bar, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and the owner, the owner was like super cool with having like shows there, but it was like super sketchy down in the basement. Like there was like some, you know, like just weird stuff kicking around, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'd have shows down there. Like, uh, have you ever heard the Full Blast? No, I, I, lo- I loved the full blast. You should listen to them all the time. Yeah, so I like we play shows there with like guys like them or like um, I think Belvedere was down there at one point. Great bands. Uh, who else was down there? Silverstein was down there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, there was big bands that went through that town that played that basement. Like it was big wig, all kinds of people, and like that was our kind of like. That was the first show in a venue I'd ever played, but I it was really a basement of of a bar. It wasn't really the bar, but 
it was rate cool. <laughs> it was awesome. That's where we used to fight, like uh, the band, the Jollies <laughs> that I that I mentioned. Like they were from Gananoque, and we were from Napanee, so we'd like meet in Kingston, and they 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 used to call us uh, what was it, mall punk fuckos. <laughs> and uh they they thought i was like they thought i was racist because our drummer was like was jewish well he's not jewish but like his father was and like i used to just like joke about it all the time like i wasn't like being serious or whatever but they 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 thought we, they thought i was like anti-semitic or something jesus and i'm like whatever but i i don't know if that's what started it but uh yeah yeah what do you think started this feud between these two bands like how does that just happen well like to me i think it was kind of a jealousy thing because the first show that we had ever played pretty much ever we brought like a hundred and some odd kids to the like the whole my whole skateboarding scene friends came you know, so there was a lot of people, and I, I personally think it was like a jealousy thing. They didn't want us there, um, you know, and then they just kind of found their own reasons after that. But uh, <laughs> like, it was brutal, man. Like one guy broke his, like a bass player in my band broke the bass player in their band's wrist. Like <laughs> it was a big like gang war out in front of the venue one night um like both sides like it was crazy man like the cops should have been called several times and they weren't <laughs> yeah there's beer bottles and drinks thrown in people's faces and like they sat down in our mosh pit at one point and they got stomped on but they like were spitting on us and stuff while we were playing and like it was crazy holy <laughs> shit that's crazy <laughs> like yeah, we got off stage and we went right at it it was like oh absolutely <laughs> yeah it was go time man it was awesome <laughs> fish flying everywhere yeah and it's weird because like later on in life i like ran into the the bass player whose wrist got broken and you know we kind of kind of patched things up or and like everything's all good now but i feel like after a fight your people are always like i think we're friends now like depending on like what the fight was over i not like not like something like like, like we were talking about, like you're fighting over, like you don't even know what you're fighting over. Like, it's like I don't know. I thought you didn't like me. No, man, I thought you didn't like me. Like, I feel like in those situations, like after you fight, you're always like, "You want to be friends?" It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this case, it took like three or four fights for us to actually be friends. After <laughs> it wasn't like one. It was like, all right, you. Next time I see you, and then it was like that, like for a while, and then like it was like it wasn't until years later that I actually got to talking to those guys, and they called the one guy Lunchbox. He was this big, <laughs> huge guy, and he played bass, and it for some <laughs> fucking unknown reason he had the he had a permanent marker on the back of his shirt that just said Lunchbox. So that was that was his fucking name from then on, and oh man, I died. It was so funny. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Oh man. Yeah, that was good times. I I'd like to imagine like lunchbox now, just you know, working in like a cubicle, and like no one knows that he used to be called lunchbox, and now he's just like a full ass like adult. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's this time that I reinvent myself. <laughs> yeah, I think his fucking name's Todd or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Fucking guy. 
I won't rest until I find this man. <laughs> yeah, to... I'm, I'm curious now that I get talking about it. I wonder what he's doing. Hashtag where's lunchbox? It's like a, a stockbroker. <laughs> yeah, he's going to hear this fucking podcast and it's going to be right on again. He's going to be like, you're dead. Yeah, now that I know where you live. <laughs> yeah. I'm driving out to Alberta, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, I'd just be like, come on out, fuck face, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, here's my address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm game, whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. So let's, I want to transition to all the time everywhere. So yeah. you grew up, you're playing, you know, in your band Swift Yellow out in, um, you know, out in Ontario. How yeah. did you end up developing into All the Time Everywhere and how'd you meet the guys? Well, that's, that is a long story too, man. Um, Swift Yellow was a long time ago. I was like, I think we ended it in 2003. Then I joined a band called A Dying Race from the same town and we toured and played until about 2007 and then i started another band called captain kife which we put out an ep and that's about as far as that got and then i wasn't really in a band for like i was still writing music I, i'm a songwriter that's what i do so i was singing and writing songs and stuff and i was kind of in some bands for a little bit but you know it didn't really work out that well because it was other people's bands and i was just trying to you know do my thing but uh me and my best friend nate weeman actually got an idea to to record a record we didn't weren't really doing it for uh like to tour or anything we just were like well let's just i got all these songs let's do this. Let's go to the studio. We, uh, my best friend, Jim got me in touch with, uh, Anton DeLost. He, he's a producer in Toronto. Um, he produced like Seaway and Cleopatric and, wow. uh, some, some pretty tight, tight bands. It's good name uh, underneath. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. He's got good name underneath them. Yeah, man, for sure. And, and like, he's a super cool dude. And like, I just got along with him really well. So we went up there and we recorded our like self-titled record, which is like eight songs. And then, you know, kind of went home and was just like, all right, I, I kind of want to start this band. Like, I like these songs still. It's been six months. I still like my own music. This is different than before. Like, usually I record a record and not really like it after like, you know, three months or something. And I still liked it after like a half year. So I'm like, well, let's let's start the band up. So uh, my brother, me and my brother actually uh, started just jamming together. We're like, let's make plans. Let's tour. Uh, and that was in 2017 when we released the first record. And we toured. Uh, we did 20. I think we ended up doing like 20 shows in 18 days or something like that. Wow. In wow. Quebec. Uh, in the province of Quebec and a little bit into New Brunswick in Canada and then we did that and then we got completely burnt right out after that <laughs> <laughs> no surprise <laughs> yeah and then I mean flash forward about a year we were still like slowly kind of like pumping the music a little bit uh, we played a couple shows with Guttermouth uh, great band yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, I listen to those guys since I 
knew what punk rock was basically and we played a couple shows of them like in one in peterborough ontario and the other one in kingston uh not at the 477 this time though a, a real venue with a stage <laughs> <laughs> not in a basement like, come on man uh, i missed the basement the upgrade yeah. yeah you know what so do i <laughs> honestly <laughs> um and then i i went to school to finish out my carpentry ticket uh last year i actually finished in may so i got my red seal and carpentry congrats thanks man yeah i've been working at that for a while and then um something happened and i just couldn't be in kingston anymore i just you know i woke up one day and i'm like this is not where i want to be right now like i just needed something new i'd lived there my whole life so i called up chris who you've been talking to and he said, get out to Alberta right now. So I literally five minutes later booked a plane ticket and moved all my stuff out here. And and we started jamming. And we've been jamming for probably six, six months now, give or take. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I am right now. You guys have been active if it's only been six months. Uh, you put yeah, out for sure. pretty good body work so far. Yeah, I kind of skipped over the part where we recorded a new record there. Actually, <laughs> yeah, tell, tell the people about that. Okay, so uh, I had some dark kind of, I've had some dark stuff happen in my life. And that if you listen to the music, you'll kind of hear how how dark it really is. I mean, it's n- there's nothing really happy about it. But uh, I got a batch of songs out of a couple of negative experiences. <laughs> And we went back up with Anton and re-recorded it. And um, well, we didn't re-record it; we recorded it. And then uh, we actually got like uh, did did something different this time and hired a bunch of uh, outside musicians. Uh, we got some lap steel on the new record. We got violin, cello, piano, like whole string orchestra sections. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's much bigger than than our first. Uh, our first recording for sure. Um, and yeah, I decided to, uh, record that and then it turned out really well and it's been going over really well so far to people who've heard it. I know I've only released like one song off it. That was sale, right? That was sale. Yeah. Not that great song. song. So it, (laughs) the rest of the, is now, is it going to be an EP or an album? Well, it's got six songs and an intro, so I don't know what you'd call that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll call I, it whatever you want. Yeah, I don't do well with labels. Yeah, it's 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 six songs and an intro, so I'd call it I'd call it a it, it's definitely complete for sure. It's not just like it's an EP with a purpose for sure. Let's let's call it that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, if, if you know all the songs are with the same energy that Sale had, I think that's gonna that's gonna be a great. Do, do you have you know? Can, I don't know if you can share this, but do you know when uh, the rest might be released? Well, in uh, as soon as we can find out when we're allowed to tour, yeah. Our like, I've been talking to our manager about this, and we don't. It's all about timing, right? And I don't want to put. Well, I wanted to put a song out already, another song out already. Like our next single is going to be called Partition, um, 
and it's different than sale, but to me, it's probably, it, it's, it's the best song on the record to me, but my manager disagrees. He, he likes a different song better. And you know, my bass, like Chris disagrees. He likes other songs on the record. Everybody likes a different song who's heard it. So it's like, all right, well, how do we pick what we put out? Yeah. So it's one of those yeah. things, right? Like, and to me, it's, it's, it's the best thing that I've made for sure. I think it's always a thing with bands. There's always just like, I like this one better. It's like, yeah, but I like that one better. So we should go with that one. And I think it's, it's really like that collective, like you guys like sit back sometimes and be like, be like, what do you think other people are going to relate to when it comes to releasing a single? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, what's going to do the most good for us? Like putting aside what we all individually like or think like what song is really going to get us the most attention. Yeah, true. And that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of where we went with it for sure. Like, I know, like, my brother, he was, like, he played a major role in the making of this record. Like, huge, huge role. Um, he's still back in Ontario, and he is planning to tour with us. But uh, he's got a lot, he's got his own things going on back there. So we're, if we do tour, he's just going to kind of meet up with us. But uh, all that being said, I think the next song is more radio-friendly for sure. Uh, not that Sale isn't. It's just, it, it's uh, it's pretty aggressive tone to it. Um, yeah, but yeah, every usually what I do is I got ten people who I respect their opinion on music, and they're the people who call me on my bullshit, and you know they'll tell me what I don't want to hear. Oh, for sure. So these are the people I give the music to. Yep. And out of those 10 people, I think three of them said that this next single is their favorite. And then three of them, they were all over the board. All, <laughs> all of them. And I'm just like, well, you guys didn't help a fucking bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have that list. So like, I, I definitely have like a list of people. I'm like, yo, what do you think of this song? And they're like, this song is like the best thing you guys have ever done. Or they're like, yeah, it's good. And I can usually tell by the way they respond to yeah, it's good. Or if like it's the best you've ever done, I was like, oh, okay, I know which one you like the most, and this and that. But you got like it's people that when they say it, it's like if it wasn't good, they would have told me. They would have said anything. Yeah, or they would have. So you know, and, it's 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 good to have that list of outside source people. Yeah, and Aaron, we too are a relatively young band. I think what makes sense started what you'd say November, Adam. It's it's uh, it's yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. We've been uh, like Avery and I have been working on for so the first EP that we put out was I mean, this is for anybody who's listening. You probably heard this before, but so I'll keep it brief. But the first EP was uh, just me and Avery. And then over time, we found more people. So him and I started about a year ago on this. I think back January of 2019, we really started putting this all together, and we started. We released our first song in October of 2019. Okay. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so we're I think we're at the point now where it's actually it's it's like good to be a new band in this position when you're releasing music, I feel like, because you know, we don't yet have I would say like a a fan base or like we don't know, you know, our reach isn't so massive yet where we have a bunch of people that will be like, "Oh, it's great." Like whatever you put out, like 
what you need to do is I, I don't know from my standpoint I feel like you want yes you want to reach those people but also like how are you going to write music that's also going to you know relate to other people outside of that without um sacrificing your you know songwriting integrity and style yeah yeah I honestly when I write now well always when I've written um I don't take any of that into account I, I, I try not to, uh, to think about what other people like. I just worry about what I like and kind of just hope that other people do that. Yeah. Sorry. I told, I misspoke on that. No, no. Yeah. It starts, it starts with you. That's, I absolutely agree with that. Well, like because... I read something, uh, a couple of years ago, like Brandon, Brendan Yuri from yeah. Panic of the Disco was, I was, was just saying like, <laughs> He's like, he's like, you want to know why your band's not going anywhere? It's because you don't know how to write about anybody, anybody but yourself. And I kind of, I kind of thought that was like a bullshit statement because, I mean, you look at some of the biggest artists. I'm not even saying bands, like artists in the world, like Bruce Springsteen. Like every single song he's written is about his life, something that's happened in his life, and he's one of the biggest musicians in the world. Yeah. So I, I it's always like, really, what I, I, my take on music is if. You do what's true to yourself, and you really own it, and you are confident in what you're doing. People will come and listen, and I think that matters more than being able to write our song about some random thing that doesn't relate to yourself, but might relate to somebody else. Because it's harder to sell something that you don't relate to. Yeah, yeah, and I I think people can hear the insincerity um, when people try and do that, and to like. Like, I can write about myself, or I can look around and write about somebody else, but at the end of the day, it's still my take on it, right? So it's Exactly. Like, it, like, I can point the finger, like, if I'm going to write a song about somebody else, nine times out of ten, it's me calling them out on shit. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I'm not going to write a love song. I'm not going to write 40 love songs in my life. Because it's, not, it's just, there's no point in that. Like, to me, like, it's like, how many fucking girlfriends do you have? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, it's like, it's like Brandon Urie is even a good example of himself. I mean, look at I Write Sins, Not Tragedy. I mean, it's he dawned in, haven't you people ever heard of? I mean, if it's a true story or not, it's still something that he personalized. So it is still like a personal take, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, like, as far as like writing something, just bland just to do it i've never been that i've had the thought of doing it but i've never been able to do it or like i just if i can't relate then it's not going to translate at all you know so i've actually oh sorry to cut you off no it's all good (laughs) i've often thought about you know like bands that have made it big and like how they kind of include other people in their lyrics whether it be you know on purpose or inadvertently and the uses of this now this is getting really way too deep into it i think but um (laughs) the uses of like we versus i you know like i found like a lot of like if you're looking at like the early 2000s like pop punk you know they're just like we are like so much stronger than this like (laughs) like that sort of thing yeah if you you listen to a band like the Wonder Years, and the guy's always just like 
this is my experience, this is my viewpoint on it, and a lot of people vibed with that. So right. I've always wondered, like, you know, what I which one of those has been like the most attractive? Not that it's ever influenced like how I write anything, but it's just always been a I guess an interesting psychological thing to me. You yeah. have like another side of that too, because like uh my buddy at Warp Tour one year asked Max Bemis to say anything. He goes, Who's Molly Connell? And he goes, No one, I made her up. Huh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I to me, like, I don't know. I that's interesting because I know that I probably say I a lot. A lot of the songs are about me. I say it a lot. I, I've done. And then when I listen to other music, I if I relate, if they're saying I'm doing this and I relate to that, well, then it kind of makes sense. Whereas the we thing, I don't think really hits me that hard. You know? Yeah. Depending on the context. I think it's I is more personal to the listener because they can get inside the song and then it's them in the song, you know, not you can't get a group of people in the song, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just listening to it. So I think that I is probably more more relatable to the listener. Yeah. Just, right. just I'd agree. There. I agree. I'd agree, at least from my perspective, I think and, you know, obviously we gravitate towards music that probably relates to us the most. Like, it, it depends individual to individual. You know, I'm not listening to, like, rap music on the daily where it's like, I drive a Bentley. It's like, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I take the fucking train. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's like I, I tend to I find that I tend to gravitate towards, you know, music that, you know, speaks to me. That's why, like, a band like The Wonder Years and... Um, but yeah, I, th I think that like when they use the I, you could, it's as almost as if they're telling your story in some situations and you're like, holy shit, like that's a very specific example of something that like I've encountered in my life, which has yeah. always been my take. Yeah. It's super weird. Like sometimes when you listen to a song, let's say that someone just put out, or maybe you've just stumbled upon it and it is describing exactly what is going on pretty much i mean there's obviously the experts of other things that you can't tie the whole song into your life but you there's just these like groups of work like it that's mind-boggling to me it is right it, well there's it, like there's also too there's like the argument too that's like try to avoid things like i and we and use metaphors but then they also said but don't get too lost in metaphors so it's like well it's a contradiction <laughs> there to yourself. It's like you're telling me not to make these songs personal and use words like I, we, she, he, but then you're also telling me like use a metaphor, but like don't use too many metaphors. Like you can't there's you can't do <laughs> yeah. it all in one. It, it's like, dude, I'm not Charles Dickens. I'm just a dude with a day job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But um yeah, Aaron, like how would you say I guess, you know, is there anything, any themes that came up? in this album that may have not been on the last one um you know anything that kind of sticks out to you in your writing well there so all of the songs that i've put out so far now i know you haven't heard the new stuff yet obviously you've heard one song and it's yeah. completely out of order but every song is is in order and every song 
is part of another song already. Like if you look at the 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 song names for our first album, you know, it all the all the song names make a paragraph and it's all one thing tied into it's all there's all one kind of theme tied into it. And like it makes a paragraph. It's like with time betrayers devolve. I will punish you and watch you fall apart. I will never forget. I will reinvent and I'll be gone. Is that record in a paragraph, basically? Wow, that's sick. And then I didn't realize that when I was listening to it. <laughs> yeah, if you actually buy the record and you flip it over on it, like the actual like disc CD, oh. it has that on the back, but you wouldn't know because of the digital age. Like, there's no way for me to like convey that really. Um, yeah and like spotify it shows the most listened and it's like out of order <laughs> yeah completely out of order yeah <laughs> and then this new record is actually just a continuation so where the old record ends like um the very end of gone there's kind of like a, a small section at the end of that song uh that kind of starts after this you think the song's over and our new record starts in the same key as that and it just basically continues on through the oh. same same wow. kind of thing so everything is is connected and it's all and almost everything is in like order as far as life events as well so it's really super kind of cool for me because it, it's very meaningful because it's just it's just my life in song basically and what i take from it so That's yeah pretty heavy <laughs> yeah man and like the first like there's a lot of evil people in the world and uh and i i use the term evil very very not loosely like you know i i have a i have a certain set of beliefs that you know other people may not have but uh i think there's there's really bad people out there and uh you know if you listen to some of the songs those uh (laughs) those songs go out to those people (laughs) <laughs> hey man, you, you don't need you don't need to you don't need to explain yourself most of our songs written about me not liking my family so <laughs> oh yeah well yeah that's it's therapy man like it's it's the reason why you know the reason why i don't get into fights and stuff like that anymore i'm pretty level-headed and pretty fun guy exactly you know, i just keep this i keep the super dark weird shit on tape you know <laughs> oh for sure for sure i mean it's the, it's and it's like you said it's like the best therapy you know be driving along listening to it and be like yeah i know this feeling but it's yeah. good to get it out yeah and it's weird because like once i write a song about something it's it's almost like i've trapped that feeling or emotion in the song and then it leaves me you know what i mean so yeah like, or like there's the other in for me too sometimes it's that and also it's like wow i now understand why i felt that way yeah it's like you can look at it now you can't exactly yeah so it it really it it really is therapy for me because it just helps me move along you know bad things happen i write songs about them bad things go away carry on right fuck yeah it's almost like an, an ode to like what you've gone through yeah and then you can you go back and you listen to it oh yeah i remember that Oh yeah, that sucked, but you learn from it, and then eventually, as as you go, you know, you 
you connect less with the song that you wrote, but other people can see your pain or hear it, you know? And, and as an added bonus, it can maybe help them going through the same pain. Exactly. Well said. <laughs> songs songs are incredible. <laughs> Music is the power of my mind. Music is is the only is the world's only actual magic. If you can, and I've always believed this because you need to trademark that, please. Yeah, it's the only magic in our world right now. You well, it's on this podcast, so when you guys air it, it'll be trademarked, I guess. But like, <laughs> um, we're making t-shirts, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't you can't see it, you can't touch it, and you can only hear it or feel it, and when it's gone. It, like it's still in your memory after, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's unexplainable to other people exactly. the way it made you feel. I, it's that's a really beautiful way of explaining music. Yeah, and it is. It's it's magic, really. Like, you, like you should. People creating music are are creating creating magic, really. Like, because you think of the things that happen. Like, even even what a a musical instrument does like electromagnetics and all the science behind it and how it makes people feel and the certain frequencies it hits and, and how it changes like molecular things around it. And, and it is absolutely 100% magic in my, in my opinion. And then there's the people who listen to harsh noise music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I remember heard harsh noise music. That's some crazy shit. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's like feedback and loud noises. And it goes on for however long people feel like, and then they just cut the set and they're done. Is is it essentially a live band basically doing Stomp Out Loud? No, no. It's like, it's uh, the quote unquote, I use the word DJ very lightly. Um, it's, It's like a dude with a bunch of distortion pedals plugged into like, a noise making machine and you just be as loud as you can and that's harsh noise music and it's been the most interesting thing to me because people vibe to it that's... and there's no beat there's nothing i'm gonna i'm gonna have to uh youtube this when we're done here because yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard of this before <laughs> i'm intrigued so, it's so interesting it's been the in the back of my mind since i've learned about it <laughs> That's awesome. Aaron's like, if I fail at this, I'm just gonna go do that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. C- catch me in the park doing harsh noise. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Scaring all the homeless people away. <laughs> yeah, it's a real deterrent. <laughs> but um, Aaron, we are coming up on time, so usually at the end of every episode, I like to give you know the person being interviewed a chance to you know shout out some of your friends' bands or. Um, you know, shout out to anybody who's helped you along the way, stuff like that. You know, anybody who might be listening to this who, uh, you know, kind of deserves that recognition. And then, um, not sure if you're a drinker, but we usually do a beer of the week at the end just to keep things light. So, uh, this and time... by beer, this- he means Rolling Rock. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, as far as thanking anyone, uh, that would be... I'd take a while. I just like I don't want to miss anyone either, and then seem like a dick. Um, yeah, but, you can just do shout outs then. That works. Yeah, like I don't know. I thank my family for sure. Like my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad, and 
for, you know, helping me keep doing what I'm doing. And like all my friends, like I'm blessed with many, many, many friends and, uh, all of them have, uh, you know, supported me over the years. And I thank them for that for sure. Cause, uh, you know, that's a lot of the reason why I do what I do really. Um, and bands, uh, a shout out to Regal Fowl. They're sharing our jam space with us right now. Uh, super cool dudes. Um, shout out to Snug. Uh, they're from Canmore, kind of a town near here. Uh, <laughs> like their drummer sold me a phone the other day because I broke mine. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, 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 Jackson. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't think of can't think of anything right now. I'm drawing blanks. Hey, that's all good, man. That was a pretty good list. Uh, you know what? You deserve the Oscar we give you for it. Yeah. All yeah. those, all those thankful people. Yeah, man. Nice. <laughs> then, uh, do you have a beer of the week in mind? A beer of the week, eh? Well, let me tell you a little story. <laughs> I don't really drink anymore. <laughs> oh, really? That's good. Yeah. Well, it just slows me down. You yeah. know, I used to drink like every weekend, and then I drank every two weeks and every three weeks, and now I haven't drank and a month or something like that so i don't really drink very much uh, so what what's your great. what's your preference of water company then <laughs> preference of water company um oh i like evian all right so this one goes Good out stuff. to evian okay <laughs> some evian spring water Banff water is actually better than that though what did you say about that <laughs> i said bamp water is actually better than, than really any- any bottled water I've ever had. Yeah, it's like natural glacier water. I've seen I've seen the photos of uh, I think it's the park you guys have there. Yeah. Gorgeous. Oh yeah. It's super nice, man. And I'd I'd believe the water tastes as good as the air smells there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's smelling pretty good right now out for sure. Spring's starting to kick around here. We still got snow on the mountains, but it's all good. Get out. No way. Yeah, man. <laughs> my yeah, my roommate lives up in Vermont, and he was saying they got snow, and I was like, I I can't fucking believe that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's wild. But hey, man, Aaron, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, Hell yeah, dude! You, you are actually I didn't tell you you're our first international guest. Oh shit, eh? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm honored, man. Um, this is actually sweet. I'm all about this. Yeah, so I like I I can't wait to share this episode. Um, you know, it'll be live I think sometime in July. Um, but yeah, I'll, we'll make sure I I'm gonna keep in contact with you guys and you know share over anything once it's getting ready. But um, this has been awesome. This has been so much fun just hearing about oh, yeah. you know different scenes across uh, Canada, which you know I probably would have never otherwise known about. Yeah, man, it's been great talking to you guys. I'm gonna check your band out there when I uh, when I get off here and and check out whatever uh, that loud noise making music was you're you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm harsh I'm noise too. Harsh noise, yeah. It's the music of the future. <laughs> Lovely. And you got you got to you got to give us updates on if you if you ever run into lunchbox again. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll let you know for sure if I run into lunchbox. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you Lunch- if we fight or not. Yeah, Lunchbox, if you're listening, it's on. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag, where's Lunchbox? 
That's great. Oh, man. Well, hey, you stay safe. Um, I'm hoping all the venues open up there so you guys can get out. You know, I want to hear the new album, too. Very excited about that. And, um, you know, ho- let's stay in contact, man. Yeah, for sure, buddy. 100%. Thanks, guys. Hey, of oh, yeah, course. It's... You have a good night now. Yeah, take care, boys. We'll talk to you all in right. a bit. Later, yeah. later. Peace. And the snake pen has its feast And I'll sing along